You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro, and I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining me. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a beautiful and hot day here in Sioux Falls. Hope everybody has a little AC they can hang out in today. Moving right along with the show, we're moving on to Cassandra Gooley. Cassandra, thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. So do you go by Cassandra or Cass? Cass. Cass. Okay, that's wonderful. <laughs> so I, I got to read, um, you had an article, a little section in the Bishop's Bulletin this last month about um, being a college student and advice for incoming college students. And so my daughter is heading off oh. to college this oh, next yeah next month she's going 11 hours away and so oh, i wow. just was very excited to be able to talk with you and just kind of see what your experience was and advice oh, okay. that you might have for us parents or even the students heading off to college in their faith so first let's get a little background on you okay um Let's see. Well, I'm one of six kids, so I have, there are five girls in my family and one boy, God bless him. He's, <laughs> he's surrounded by too many girls. Uh, and faith is kind of a big part of my family's life. My mom works for the church. My dad has cleaned churches on and off and cleaned in the Catholic schools and, you know, has worked a lot of different jobs. He's kind of man of all trades, but church has always kind of been like, the center of what we all do since we all have mm-hmm. so many different interests um and it's just been something that's gotten me through like the struggles of high school or life in general and moving because i'm not from south dakota originally so when i got out here we moved in the middle of the summer so i had no friends so going to church was kind of the way to get out of the house a little bit. <laughs> and that's actually how i kind of fell in love with my faith and got to know it so when did you guys move to South Dakota? What grade were you in? I was in eighth grade. Oh, that's a tough year. That was a tough year. It was kind of weird because we moved to a small town, so everybody already had their group of friends, and mm. nobody was really willing to budge. So church ended up being a really good place to make friends and kind of find where I belong a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so my then- identity in Christ. So then moving on, you decided to go to Mount Marty. I did. I decided to go to Mount Marty. I wasn't sure if I was going to go there because the tuition was high. So I was like, God, it's in your hands. And my mom told me I should apply anyway, and it worked out. So what was it about Mount Marty that you liked? Oh, I don't know. I walked on campus, and the community there was just so awesome. And I don't know. I loved the idea of having – there's a – I don't know if anybody – or really talks about it too much, but there's actually a monastery on campus. Mm -hmm. Um, So we live right next to, like, 80 nuns. (laughs) The idea of having 80 grandmas on campus was a little comforting for someone who was going, oh, no, I'm going to go far away. And I didn't have a car at the time. I was like, I can't come home till December. So So where do your parents live in South Dakota? uh, They live in Hartford. Oh, okay. Okay. So a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not terribly far, but when you don't have a car and you're going for the first time, 
it might as well be the like other the side of the world. <laughs> yeah. So it was nice to like know that there is a community that felt like a family. Yeah. So, yeah. Beautiful. So when you first started going as a freshman, um, were you gung-ho and going to church and all of that? Or how was your freshman year for you and your faith? I was kind of a roller coaster. I was so gung-ho about going to church and finding that group. And then I got there and going to church was fine, but finding that group was really, really hard. Oh. Because, I mean, you think about it, you don't know everybody and I'm shy anyway. And all of the people going to church are either in different majors or they're going at a different time than you. And so it's really hard to find that group of people that you just click with and are going to church and are willing to have that prayer circle with you or have that discussion with you. Right. Well, and I think, you know, my daughter's really excited to go off to college because there's going to be so many people. And she's really excited to meet new people, make new friends, make new groups of friends. But mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting to hear that it may not be as easy as you might think. Yeah, it was a little difficult, which is surprising because it's a whole, like you're basically given a whole campus full of people to be friends with. <laughs> yeah. But you know how it goes. It's, everybody gets busy and eventually yeah. gets stuck in their majors. So. Yeah. So how did you come about finding your group? Yes, so finding my group. <laughs> well, we I actually was in like extracurricular activities, so I was doing choir and band, and that's where I found my group, and then in the theater at Mount Marty, because I started noticing, oh, these are people in my activities that are going to church, or these are people that have been nice to me so far, so I'm going to say hello and see if they want to like go grab a coffee or go to dinner together. So simple things like putting out that invitation really helped me. And then watching the posters for things that were going on on campus. One of our uh, teachers started kind of like a book study sort of type thing um, for Catholic students. And so that's where I got to know a lot of people too. Well, that's really a great advice to just get out there and participate and a lot of different yeah. things. So one of the things that I found really interesting um, in your article for um, uh, the July's Bishop Bulletin was mm-hmm. that um, keeping the faith looks different for everyone. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I mentioned this professor in that article because he's been so influential in my life. But Jason Heron uh, is the name of this professor, and he was talking to me in a class that I did as an independent study with a friend of mine, and he started talking about perspectives. And we were talking about how everyone views the world through their own lens, their own perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so they're ne- we're never going to be able to look at something the exact same way as someone else or experience someone or something the exact same way as someone else because of that. And so I was thinking about how that relates to Christ. We've all walked a different journey to get to the church or to be exposed to the church. Mm. And so that lens that we have and those perspectives that we've been given are going to change the way we view him. Mm. So, Yeah, we've had, uh, we've had mm. Professor Heron on before. Is it Doctor? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it is Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, but he is really awesome. <laughs> so yeah, you're, he's awesome. 
So your first semester, you felt like you were doing everything the right way. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I have this friend, and her name is Jessica. And sometimes I, she's wonderful, and she's so deep in her face. And sometimes I think, what would Jessica say about it? <laughs> it's like, it's easy to know what Jesus would say, but she's also human, so it feels more yeah. painful. You know, it's like, I knew I was on the right track as a freshman. Like, I was trying, but yeah. I should have been implementing better. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what were some of the mistakes you made your freshman that first semester? Um, well, I think my biggest mistake was not scheduling a time for Christ, which sounds kind of ridiculous. Like, why would I have to schedule that? But Mm. when you think about it, like you schedule time to go to the gym, you schedule time to go to class, you schedule Mm. time to eat. Why would you not schedule time and make sure you're going to have a time for the most important thing in your life? (laughs) Make sure that time is there. Because otherwise I found that time got filled with an activity or somebody needed help with something. And on my, like, planner or google calendar whatever you use you know it's like oh this it says it's free so i can help you and then i realized oh that was the only time i had today that i could really just sit down and pray you know or i could just breathe (laughs) right so once you figured that out how did that change your life you know i had a lot more peace after i figured Mm. that out um just because one i was taking time to commune with the person who gives peace but also, it helped me to find the friends who were leading me to God and find the activities that were taking me away from Him, because I had to pick and choose what I was going to fill that time with, and so, or where I was going to put that time in my day. So I had to decide what really matters to me and what's helping me and what isn't, and choose not to do the things that aren't helping me. Right. Right. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Cassandra Gooley. She is going to be a sophomore. At Mount Marty. A senior, actually. No way. Really? Sorry about that. A senior at Mount Marty University. We're just talking about advice for freshmen that are entering college and how to keep the faith while you're in college. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, Cassandra, here. And when we come back, we're going to chat some more about some advice that you might have, different experiences that you had. just finding the faith for your own self. So we're going to take a break and when we come back more with Cassandra Gooley. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu nursing. That's umary.edu nursing. God loves the simple, and when we are obedient, we are simple folk. And I think what happens is the response that we receive when we are obedient and the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives is the virtue of joy. Who doesn't want to be a joyful person? I think, you know, I think a lot and I reflect a lot. 
Who's the most joyful person I know? Those are the people that are usually in tune with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because with joy, there's a simple recipe. Jesus is first, others are second, yourself is last. And that's where humility lies, in obedience. Because many people in the world today want to put yourself first. If I have time by supper, I may look out to the needs of others. And maybe by the time I lie down on my pillow, I will maybe offer one prayer to Jesus. That's not what Jesus wants. Jesus wants to be walk with us all day long. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro, and we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're having an interview right now that's kind of a selfish one for me because my daughter's about to head off to college. And Cass had a great article in the Bishop's Bulletin about just some advice for college students. And so I wanted to have her on and just chat about some of the pitfalls that she experienced and how we can hopefully avoid those or give our college students a leg up on, on doing things a little bit better. So one of the things I read in your article... Cass, was that um, mm-hmm. you found yourself in a place where you needed to adjust who your friends were. So I'm yeah. a mother who, when my daughter was younger, was able to say, I don't think you should hang out with them. And I would give her the reasons why, mm-hmm. and she would usually listen. But now that she's oh. older, it's <laughs> a little different. <laughs> so can you talk about wh- how you found yourself in that situation and what you did? Sure. Um, so, preface, I think, you know, friends that maybe aren't best for you aren't even people that aren't necessarily, like, good people, you know, people that are drinking, whatever, but sometimes it's just, like, these people take me away from my goals, or these people, you know, instill doubt in my faith or whatever in my life, and so those were more the kind of friends that I was experiencing friendships with, um, and they're great people, and so I didn't want to just be, like, mean and be like, you need to just go away because you're awful. Please don't Mm -hmm. do that to anybody. That'd be horrible. (laughs) Yeah, right. But, you know, I think the first step is to, you know, give it some thought and say, okay, why did I become friends with this person? And what is that friendship doing in my life? And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I was reflecting on as I was kind of dissatisfied with where I was just as a person in my face. My freshman year, I just felt like I wasn't giving it the time and maybe the effort that it deserved. And definitely a big part of that was me adjusting to college and not thinking about time and whatever else. And part of it was hanging out with people who that wasn't really a priority for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got, I got to thinking like, okay, why did I choose this group of friends I chose and what should I do about it? And so I'm still 
friends with a lot of those people, but it's not friends in the same capacity. So there's, um, what I ended up doing is I started thinking about what are the types of friends. So there's friends of usefulness, you know, like those friends that, oh, you know, we're in the same class, so we can swap notes, whatever. There's friends of, you know, a little bit more personal level, but there's still give and take. Like there's, there's a limit to what you'll share with them or what you'll do with them. And then there's those friends that really have no benefit to you. Uh But you just really grow in virtue with those friends. And I realized I was hanging out mostly with the former two types of friends. So friends that were in my classes that I could share notes with or people that I saw a lot because they were familiar. And so it was comfortable. And they weren't awful people. Like I said, they were nice people. Um, But they just, you know, a lot of them weren't Catholic or they were not really focused on their faith. And so for me, it was like, oh, you know, praying semi-regularly and going to Mass every Sunday is okay. But I realized that wasn't getting me to the relationship I wanted with Christ. And so I reprioritized my friendships and looked for friends who were leading me to my goals Mm. and my desires. Very wise of you to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think it's true that, you know, we need those people in our lives to help us with our walk of faith, you know, and just to be aware of that um, is very wise of you. So another thing that you had talked about in your article was having a prayer partner. So explain Uh, what that is. Okay. So at Mount Marty, (laughs) I love my prayer partner. So at Mount Marty, there's this program. Like I said, we have nuns living on campus. And one of the things that the nuns do is in your first one or two weeks, I think it was, at college, they give you the opportunity to sign up to have a sister praying for you every day. And then they'll occasionally give you requests for prayer. And basically someone to walk with you through your four years. Although I know a lot of people stay in touch even after those four years. Um, to just pray with you and to help you figure out how prayer works now that you don't necessarily have a family that you pray with or that high school schedule where, you know, your job is one or two hours a week or something. And so learning how to bring prayer into a practical adult life. And they're all so wise and funny. And, of course, they have you over for dinner and whatever else, so it makes you feel like home. And so... For me, that's been, oh my gosh, I love Sister Jay so much. <laughs> She's been a lifesaver and a very good giver of advice. Uh, not just spiritual advice, but also just life advice. <laughs> and um, that doesn't necessarily have to be a nun. Like, if you're not at a college campus, or you're not at a campus with nuns, find those friends who you can talk about your faith with or who go to church with you and start a text group of people that you pray with. I know that's something we did when the pandemic hit. We didn't have access to the sisters. People started uh, creating, like, Snapchat groups or group texts or whatever else, or even just going back and forth with one person over things that, you know, we need this prayed for, or I'd love someone to pray for this. Beautiful. I love it. Well, before, when we were at break, um, you said you had some Mm -hmm. advice for college students. Yeah. So I am definitely not the wisest uh, and definitely not the most experienced (laughs) because I'm still kind of in your boat for another year anyway. But one thing I wish someone would have told me as a freshman is it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay 
to find yourself floundering a little bit. But the, the real thing you have to do is ask the question why. Because if you don't ever ask the question why and you keep doing the same thing and wondering why you're getting the same results, it's kind of insanity. So <laughs> thinking, thinking about what's going on in your life and why you're making the choices you're making is going to be the thing, not just spiritually, but in everything you do, I think that's going to make the difference. So just make sure you're asking questions, because if you find the answer to those questions, oftentimes you find the solution to your problem. So, mm. so asking the why. So in your life, what did the why look like? What were you questioning? Well, I had my questioning of, you know, my friend groups and mm-hmm. where I was, or even in my major, you know, why mm. am I... Why am I pursuing English education? Who does this anymore? <laughs> Who cares about where a period goes? You know? Like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? And so examining the why, even in those simple things, mm-hmm. is was something that helped me, one, learn to trust God more because I went, I'm doing this because I feel like I should be, and I don't know why that is. I'm going to trust God on this one. Or, you know, with my friends, why am I with these friends? And why am mm-hmm. I not getting that spiritual fulfillment that I was hoping for? My choices, so. Mm, I love that advice. One of the best pieces of advice I heard someone give to my daughter was, you know, you're not stuck in anything. So when you say you're going to college, you're deciding to go into geology. That doesn't mean if you change your mind, it's the end of the world. You're deciding, which means it's a process. Yeah. Deciding. It's not... I am going into geology. It's I'm deciding to. So I think just changing your perspective just a little bit can really lessen the stress and let you mm-hmm. really explore. So I really love that advice of asking why. That advice well, is really good. Whoever gave that to your daughter's voice. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're just sharing some great advice. <laughs> Fair enough. So, very good. Well, we just have a couple minutes left. Any last thoughts for uh, the freshmen that are listening or the parents? Any advice that you could give to us parents? Um, oh, parents. Because well, part, part of <laughs> what ahead. I'm concerned about is how much do I need to be involved in my daughter's life? Because I'm used to her being my world. Right. And she's going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Well, one thing that I really loved is that my parents kept tabs on me, but they also, I'm an adult now, and so they made it my responsibility to seek out that advice. They weren't just Mm. always telling me, like, this is what you should be doing. They waited Mm. for me to come to them with my problem, Mm -hmm. Um, because that they're like, you're an adult, so now you need to invite us into your world. We're not going to force our way in. I like it. And that was really nice, because one, it made me learn, like, okay, no, your parents are someone you can trust. They're not just your forced help from God. They're someone you have to have a relationship with. And then I've never been a parent, so I guess I don't really know. Uh, but I guess trust God, which is so much easier said than done. <laughs> but, like, God put you in your kid's life for a reason, and so I'm assuming you did well. And because he probably gave you the tools you needed. And mm-hmm. if your kid needs you, they're going to come back. Because I was like, I can do this. And yeah. then after two weeks, I was crying in my dorm and I <laughs> called my mom and I was like, I can't do this. And she looked at me through the phone because I know based on the tone of her voice that she went, no, you're not coming home. 
and you're going to go audition for the show, and your life will be fine. <laughs> like, okay. So, yeah. we'll come back to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and that's, that is great advice, because you do want to just let them go, but then you're like, uh... Hopefully they'll come back at some point. So. We'll come back. We need you. <laughs> oh, that's great advice. So, Cassandra Gooley, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such oh, a pleasure. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. And good luck. I suppose you know Joe Rutten. Oh, yep. I'm uh, roommates with his niece, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So we used to broadcast our show from Mount Marty and... Joe's gotten busy, so oh. we haven't been doing that for a while. <laughs> Fair so, enough. You say hi to him from RPR. Will do. All Thank right. You. Thanks, Cassandra. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right. Great advice from Cassandra Gooley. If you wanted to read the article that she wrote in the Bishop's Bulletin, she wrote, Keeping Faith in College Looks Different for Everyone. It was in July's Bishop's Bulletin. Uh, you can go to sfcatholic.org and find the Bishop's Bulletin there and read her great article. So thank you to Cassandra for joining me this morning. It was it was a joyful interview. If you've missed any of our interviews before, we talked with Glenn Gower from Mission Blueprint first and then just Cassandra. We do have a podcast and it's up on all of your platforms. So just check out Real Presence Live Podcasts and you can search for Glenn Gower Cassandra Gooley, and you can listen to some of the um, interviews that you maybe have missed. You can also go on to our website, realpresenceradio.com, where we'll put the podcast up, and then we also have a free app. So don't forget to download that and take us with you wherever you go. So this summer, we have been having a summer pilgrimage segment and we're going to do it for another couple of weeks and what we've been doing is taking locations around the listening area that you might be able to make a day trip weekend trip um, and just experience some of the great things that our 10 diocese offers and so when we come back from break we are going to talk about the cathedral of saint joseph here in sioux falls we had a major renovation and it is something you must see something that doesn't belong in the midwest but we're lucky to have it so stay with us more real presence live right after this Mm -hmm. 